Yeah, it is honor for me to be here. Really, I uh, while we are praying, uh, I uh, don't deserve that. Not only me, but everyone uh, who can speak in behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who? Nobody. Uh, But uh, because you have faith, I just uh, would like to start with uh, this story. This is an Egyptian movie. You can just write it, watch it free on Google, uh, YouTube. It's called Talk Sinai. You can help me with that in English. Talk Sinai is the things we do to the woman before deliverance if she is not able, is not C-section. What the English word for that? Ah, uh, yeah, give her tablets so she can conjunction. Okay, this is the story of that. And the movie tells us that is, uh, many people go to the US embassy to get the visa. Uh, uh, and this couple, uh, <laughs> Uh, tried to get the visa, but they failed many times. Then finally, he decided to do this to his wife, the pregnant wife. So he told her, we will go to the embassy as usual, and you go to the restroom, take the tablets, and then you will deliver our babies at the embassy, and according to the law, they will become American. <laughs> then, and through the, the movie, you will find the interview to come ask him for a visa. Why? Because we are gay. And there is no liberty for gay and lesbian in, in Egypt. So we would like to get the visa. The other, I was Muslim, I become a Christian. Uh, then the other, uh, this Kabil, and she, the, the um, uh, counselor asked, asked her, how much money do you have? So she started to count. You know what? Even we have $200 here <laughs> in cash. So then she took her, his wife, to the restroom. At the restroom, she did not take the tablets. She threw them to the restroom. <laughs> and I don't like to, to, you know, till the movie, you will enjoy it. If even you have the story now without English subtitles, you can understand it. But my point to my talking to you today, what the American ambassador did, in the movie, because she had twins. One delivered at the US Embassy and the other outside the US Embassy, because they, there is a fight and they arrest them, many situations. Then the first one at the US Embassy, and while they are taking them to prison or to the hospital, she delivered the other one at the, the ambulance. So 
the U.S. Embassy asked the Marine, don't shoot. Even there is a young American baby, we need to save his life. And uh, through the movie, you see the ambassador speaking on behalf of his country and the uh, government or the police in Egypt. Everyone just represent his mentality, his, his uh, goals, his... Uh, uh, so uh, when I, I think to share about missions, do we do that as an ambassador to the Lord Jesus Christ or not? So according to the portion of the scriptures we, we, we read today, uh, I have <clears throat> some questions I'm going to ask, and you will find them on the screen. The first one is, are you concerned with God or not? Do you have a relationship with God or not? So God reconciled us to himself through the Lord Jesus Christ. People are watching uh, uh, or, or you are here in person, you need to examine yourself. Are you true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ or not? Do you have the reconciliation with him or not? Are you in his family or not? If not, it is your chance today. If not, you can just take a step and ask him by faith, as a faith fellowship, if you have faith, you can take a step of faith as him and open your heart, accept him as your own savior. Now you reconcile with him. Now you are in a good shape with him, in a good relation with him. It's very simple and by faith. And we are in faith fellowship. Do you have faith in him? The first question is, do you have faith in Christ? Do you accept him as your own savior and Lord? And uh, by the way, no one knows that, only God and you. Even your pastor. You can, by the way, we, you can, we, I can deceive anyone, even my wife. It's very easy. I'm talented on that. <laughs> but I can't deceive, deceive him. He knows. And sometimes I know I'm not speaking the truth. I deceive anyone, but I know I am a deceiver. So be honest with, with yourself. Talking about the missions. The missions started with the reconciliation. You need to be uh, in, in reconciliation with God because you can't represent, uh, for the move I told you, to be an US ambassador, you need to be American citizen. <laughs> Can you, did you see any country just uh, open a uh, hiring for uh, an Egyptian government is seeking for American to work as an Egyptian ambassador to the States. 
No, you need to be a citizen for the country you are represent. The second question is, are you ambassador for him? What did, what did that mean to be ambassador to the Lord Jesus Christ? Very simple, very quick, do his business. Very simple. And uh, you can just think in every situation, every circumstances, every location, just to think as an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ, what must Christ do if he is here right now? Sometimes just a very simple thing. Sometimes just give a hug for a, a man or woman just to feel miserable for situation, just encourage him. Just ask somebody you met by accident, how are you? It's good to see you. To be his ambassador is to live 24 seven in his business. Doesn't matter what you are doing for living, no. You can do that while you are working, while you are playing, while you are enjoying, while you are watching movie, whatever. This is the main purpose in my life. I am an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. I heard this story for a shoes maker. Ask him, what do you do? He is, I am waiting for the Lord. Ah, but you are working as a shoes. Yeah, this is just for my living, for my food, my, but my main job, I am waiting for the Lord. First one, do you have a relationship with, with him or not? Are you, did you reconcile with him or not? Second, are you an ambassador for him or not? Because if you reconcile with him and you are still not an ambassador, you need to examine yourself. There is some believer that is, oh, I accepted him. I will be in heaven, relax, enjoy. And uh, all of us, we know our American dreams. That's all I have in my life. What causes this young man to live in a different hard country for a period of time. And at the same time, even he can work his job in a very good country, even here or there in Europe, but he chooses to live in some places which nobody would like to live in ah, because he knows his call. What it, you know, cause my son-in-law who is a, a very higher education and in, in, in very smart guy to live in country like that, to teach in, at, at the university. Why? Because of that. And uh, let's agree together. And if you disagree, please raise your hand.
feel free to do that. Is life short or not? Short or not? I don't have the assurance that I will attend living will class. And it happens everywhere. It happens. And by, you know, for me, I am desiring that after I finish my sermon, I'll just, oh, oh, praise God, I will be with him. <laughs> Sorry, Lois. <laughs> so, if you are an ambassador, the third one, are you investing for eternity or not? Are you investing for eternity or not? I believe no one will, uh, no one disagree with me. Every one of us is planning to live a good life and to leave something for his children, right? And this is for temporary period of time. And this is for a short time. Do that, but also invest for eternity. Think for your family, your life, a good life, everything. But at the same time, don't forget the, the things you will have for eternity. And only, only two things stay for eternal. The word of God and souls of men. The word of God and souls of men. That's why we have our uh, uh, mission focus philosophy. You have many options to pray, to give, or to go. But probably you will ask yourself, do I need to go? No, because you are already, you can, here you go. <laughs> You can go here because going to the missions, uh, okay, let me back up. We are missions to the world. So any place God allow you to live in, you are in your mission field. You don't have to go to South Sudan or Egypt or unless God called you to do so. But if you are in Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, wherever, it is your mission field. Just you need to take an action by doing something for the mission. You know, because of the, you know, short of my support, I'm working uh, uh, job with the minimum payment at Walmart. So I was, you know, said at the start to waste eight hours a day with an $11 for hour. Where I can, uh, I have a degree, I can, you know, but Walmart gave me a chance to travel three times a year. <laughs> And while I am working, you know, in the morning, I'm going and praising the Lord. I'm not a good singer, but I just sing. 
And, <laughs> and while I'm, you know, doing something, I saw uh, some covered uh, lady or some people and just to go ask for something. Yeah, let me show it to you. Uh, did you read the Bible? So I remember one, he told me, I am a Muslim. I read the Quran. So I immediately, I asked him, how long do you read Quran? He said, 25 years. It is start to try the Bible. Just read the Bible. I run to my car, bring a copy of the Bible in English and Arabic and give it to him. 24-7, our business for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, during the Christmas, uh, <laughs> everyone just is saying happy holidays, not Merry Christmas. So I used to say Merry Christmas. They reply, uh, uh, happy holidays. I said yes, because Christmas Christ is make it holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I am ambassador to him. The thing is just, let me think even about that, working in, in a place like that. Can you think the store manager who allow me, who allows me to travel three times a year is Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> when I discovered that, because I invite him to the church during Christmas, so he told me, Wagi, do you know that me and my wife are Jehovah's Witnesses? I said, I don't know. So I asked him, uh, did you grow, uh, uh, do you grow uh, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses? He said, I grow Lutheran. So I told him, now you tried Jehovah's uh, Lutheran and Jehovah's Witnesses, come to our church. <laughs> <laughs> So we are in mission field. And believe me, you can say a word to somebody and even you don't make attention for it, just a word, just encouragement. And you will find it when you go to heaven. You will find somebody run to you. Hey, I remember, you remember when you told me read the Bible? I read it, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I'm here. The bad thing about the class here, there is no watch I can see in front of me. <laughs> so what time we need to... No, just let me know. So the problem is we don't understand our call. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a full-time missionary, but you are a missionary. And if you give, all of us know the situation when David asked some people to stay beside the assets and some people went to, to the war. And he said the reward must be equal between both. So if you give, you are doing the ministry, they are doing the missions, even supporting someone to go to do some ministry in some place, some mission, some place, you will have the same reward he will have in heaven.
And forgiving is not the issue of the quantity. It is the issue of the quality. Because sometimes we are thinking that, do you think uh, uh, 20 bucks, it will, uh, I know a pastor in, in, in Georgia, he's a good man. Uh, he is uh, a president of GBC, Georgia Baptist College, where I got my Master of Divinity. He has some, uh, uh, what do you call that, a cable, a TV cable. In one of the missions meetings like that, he decided to get rid of this cable and to pay the cost of the cable to the missions. <laughs> he should that. So the issue is your heart attitude. You are thinking about this business uh, uh, of God and uh, whatever God asks you to do, even big or small, the only thing you have to do, you must to do is obey. And remember, we come to the world naked and we will leave from the world naked. We will take nothing with us. Alexander the Great, the Great he asked, during his funeral, put my hands out of the casket and write this statement. This is uh, Alexander the Great who conquered the world, is going from the world empty hands. This is true. It's not, you know, philosophical talking or, no, this is the life. Don't think that you are doing a little things. I will close with a true story. Before we moved from Egypt, I invited to go to England with the OM, Operation Mobilization, to share the gospel with Muslims. So I uh, stayed in Shepherd's Bush Baptist Church in London, uh, and uh, they told me this story. It is a true story. They told me one, one time there is some people from the church, we decided to just to give tracks, gospel tracks. So we stay in the street and uh, everyone, hey, uh, this is for you. Hey, good morning, this is for you. So. Uh, a man is just to say, uh, you know, staying and giving the tracks. And there is, I would like just to say, where is the camera? Here, okay. So he is staying and one is drunken man going in the street like this. Hey, would you like to take this? Okay, take it. Then he, after, you know, up two blocks or so, he fell on the ground because of the, his drunkenness. They took him to the hospital and they checked his buckets. They found nothing, only this gospel track. They called the church. Hey guys, we have somebody belongs to you here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
the address in his pocket. So would you come to check for him, please? Who is this drunking from our church? <laughs> is the pastor? <laughs> so they went. Who are you? No, uh, he, he know nothing. So the church decided to take care of him. Took him. Treatment. During the time around uh, uh, 2000, 2001, this is a story. They told me, during while we are telling you this story, that man is India as a missionary. <laughs> you know, I left. Really? Really? Can you imagine that? <laughs> From drunkenness to be a missionary. How? Just address uh, the church address in his bucket. At the time, he is at the hospital. And the hospital think, oh, we need somebody to, you know, it is responsibility. Uh, and the praise God that he is in Western culture, because if he is in Eastern culture, they will kick him out of the hospital. No need to call somebody. But he got saved, grow, and become ambassador to the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe it is just time for us to think and be ready to do what is the ambassador responsibility and do it. As I said, probably we will not see each other again. Probably I will not come back or someone will, you know, this is life. But the words that God spoke to us will be witness. You know, even, even a good word in behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ to somebody will count at the work of an ambassador. To encourage somebody, not to avoid somebody, to help somebody, to take care of somebody, to invite somebody for a meal, to share the gospel, to give, is not in vain. It will be for eternity. Let's pray. So I think is, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to our hearts. So I think now it is time between you and the Lord and between me and the Lord. I believe it is time for you to rearrange your agenda. And the good thing for this issue, it is never be late. If God speak or spoke to your heart to take a step for, to accept him, don't waste the chance. If God spoke to your heart 
to take a decision to be a part, uh, uh, participate in, in the missions, to do something in the mission. It is between you and him. And uh, every, everything is naked in front of his eyes. Oh, he, he sees your, uh, your heart. He sees your thoughts. He, he, he is seeing every thought you are thinking right now. Humble yourself to him. Just ask him with honesty, Lord, what do you want me to do? I will do. I need your help, your grace. I need to be a tool in your hand as an ambassador for you. Father, thank you so much for for your honesty. Thank you for your work. Thank you that you change not. Praying to help every one of us to represent you wherever we are for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. And praise the Lord. Uh, that was awesome. And it was simple because that's how the Lord is, right? And we don't have to over overcomplicate things. And, and you kind of have your next step. You know, sometimes you can feel a little uh, discouraged as adults. We don't have the same heart. Remember when you were a kid, you thought everything was possible. And you grow up and you, and you just, you see your own inability, right? You see how people respond to you. You don't think maybe you have uh, influence in the world. And but God is giving you his voice, right? His word. And so I love that you forget how it matters. It's not just because you're Midwestern that you're nice. <laughs> It's because of the spirit of the Lord, right? And so, man, just be that way. People are looking for that. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do, Pastor Wagi, is uh, sometimes I think it's very critical. Uh, in this class, um, just so you know, to kind of give you some uh, context, in this class, one of the things that I've always done with these guys is be fairly transparent in terms of how I got to where I am now. Because my heart is, is that they can see that if they just obey, like you said, uh, that they would consider doing the same thing. And that, that it doesn't have to be this, I knew what was going on right up front. And so with the little bit of time we have, can you just share your testimony of how it is that you got from little Wagi to the man that's in front of us? <laughs> And uh, just where the you know gospel, and then you mentioned something about going to school here, and like I think these guys, wouldn't you guys be interested in hearing that? Okay, would you mind doing that? Thank you. Thank you. Now you will see the bad side of Wagi. <laughs> God have mercy on me. <laughs> Yeah, my father died when I was four, five years old. 
So the first step, I hated him. I hate God to take my father. I grew up with my mom because I had two sisters. One died before his, my father's death and the other one immediately after his death. So I just grew up with my mom and uh, because of this struggling, I have uh, an empty heart. When I grow up, for sure, I work all the time of working you can think to support myself and my family and my mom. Uh, and also, I, I tried to fill this emptiness. So I did everything you do, you think, uh, uh, to, you know, to fill this emptiness. Uh, I would like to become a famous. So what makes me a famous? Uh, so I started to uh, practice martial arts. So I reached the uh, Niden. Niden in Japanese language is the second black belt degree. So I am at the college and also martial arts coach, which attracts all the girls. So I had the biggest number of the girls' friends. <laughs> yeah, before I see you, Louis. <laughs> ah. And I would like to tell you, even that does not fill this emptiness. I grew up in an Orthodox church, similar to Catholic church. So I used to confess the same sins to the priest every week. Same sins. So it become a, a routine go enjoy with the girlies, fight with the other people because my situation and, uh, uh, and even uh, well, fr from my village, we used to take train from my village to other city for the school. So sometimes, so if, uh, if uh, James from the other city came to just to look to a girl from my city, so all my city will fight his city. Why you are doing that? So every day we have a fighting between a village to other village because of that issue. <laughs> and who will win? Let's join Wagi. <laughs> Until December 79. 19, 20 years old. A math teacher came to my village and he looked for a small apartment to rent. He rented a small apartment in my family house. He was Presbyterian believer, not Orthodox, who shared the gospel with me. December 79, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ.
my life turned it upside down. 83, I was in Jordan working in Aqua Marina Hotel in Aqaba, Jordan. And all the staff in every day drink, have sex. And every day while they are doing that, even in, in the other room, I'm reading my Bible. Oh my gosh, what did you do in my life? My life changed. But I did not grow knowing the word of God until I had a contract to work as a manager for Wendy's in Saudi Arabia. So I went to Saudi Arabia, so I accepted him 79. I went to Saudi Arabia around 92, 93, something like that, where Bob Matthew is sent out as a missionary from KCBT to Saudi Arabia. What he is doing? Selling American hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> what I am doing? Managing Wendy's stores. So the, the journey starts. I start to know the Bible. I start to grow. They become like dad and mom to me until now. I decided to leave the hotels industry to serve the Lord. I returned to Egypt and uh, uh, I connected with the CCC Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, the need, because I have some disciple, so the need of plant a church, so praying for a church. In Egypt, it is hard to start a church, not as in a uh, normal process we know, no, for the political situation. Because there is many requirements to have to build a church. One of them <clears throat> should be far from any mosque. So if I choose this location and submit the document to the government, I need to start a church in this corner of this location, this area. Okay, there is no problem, no mosques, no railway station, no so and so and so, 10 issues. Okay, yeah, no problem, start. Tomorrow, I will find a mosque built here. Now, they will call me, telling me, you did not tell us that there is a mosque in the other corner of your, and so and so on. So God gave me uh, uh, wisdom not to report. By the way, if you, they discover that you have a church here, they will block it to you. They will kick you out. So uh, I never forget Dwayne Basham with the mission uh, prayer team. So they start to pray and uh, ask to pray for protection. Uh, uh, from the secret police and also 
to build a church in Egypt, you need to be under denomination. So now the, all the denomination against me and the police against me. So we decided to start, we start in uh, uh, apartment and then God provide, we, we bought uh, a property and we start to build. We did not mention anything at church. We moved to the new building and we start meeting secretly. The first phone call I received from the secret police four years after starting. And I would like to tell you, when I received this phone call, praise God, I did not be, but uh, I did not sleep during that night. Because I know what they are doing with the pastor, with the, I know this, you know. So, are you Pastor Wagi Botros? Yes, this is so and so from the secret police. When can I see you in my office? When do you want me? Tomorrow, 10 a.m. So I went, take my cell phone, waited around a few hours until I enter to the office. And I discover that guy, I remember his face, he knows everything about me. He knows that I used to be a martial arts. He, used, he knows the hotels I worked on. He knows, oh my gosh, I said, oh, is this the Holy Spirit? <laughs> yeah, it, is, it scared me. Then God just gave me an answer. So why did not ask a permission for your church? I said, sir, I was waiting until you call me so I can ask you for a permission. <laughs> so I looked at me. God changed the conver conversation upside down. So he told me, go. If you have any problem, my office is open for you. But don't share the gospel with Muslims. <laughs> and if you have any American visitors, report them to me. Okay. Next week, I was with the new Muslim believer background family. Then God opened the vision, or why the vision? to start a school with uh, my friend, Pastor Joseph. Uh, we called it after my MDev from Georgia. So we start a school as a, a division from Georgia Baptist College. And then we, we see the need of the Arabic countries. And that's why we started in South Sudan. Um, you know, if you let yourself between his hands. He can do things you never imagine that it could be done. If you look to my life, uh, and uh, I don't believe in, in, you know, we are Baptist for the visions and uh, in South Sudan, is, I, I don't share that very, I just would like to sh see, show you how God is great, the God we are following. 
in South Sudan, while we are praying uh, with the pastor after we finish the first semester, believe me, while I'm clothing my eyes, I'm just crying to the Lord for South Sudan with the pastor, then like a screen come in front of my eyes. And uh, I, God showed me when I was a little boy, four years old, the same day my dad died while I am crying. And show, he, he showed me the street, the, the garden, the houses. And he told me, do you think I am a bad father? I am a, a bad God? You blame me for that. What do you think you are ministering in South Sudan? I continue crying. Lord, forgive me. I was a stupid. I don't know. I did not know you yet. If God, if you allow yourself to him, he can do unexpected things. If I, my father stay, I will stay in my, my village until now. Thank you, Basu. There's uh, so many things. Uh, this has been awesome.